The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. Hello everyone, here I am again, Linda Ockwell-Jenner, with another Motivational Moments podcast. Well, as you all know, I am the president of Motivational Steps, the company I founded in 2001. My company is your single source for business and personal development. We are dedicated in our quest to offer authentic programs and solutions that directly benefit our clients. I know that sounds a bit pompous, but it's true. When I founded Motivational Steps, I wanted my company to be different and I wanted it to stay true to our mission statement, be authentic and above all, be the best, helping organisations discover their true potential, the secret of personal branding, empowering people to be remarkable, small business startups, business and social networking, the benefits of motivating employees, how healthy lifestyle can benefit your personal and business life, training and coaching individuals and groups, offering keynotes at conferences and events and workshops. Why am I telling you this after three years of you subscribing to Motivational Moments podcast? One of our listeners emailed me and asked me what I do other than offer a podcast twice monthly. And then I realized that I can tell you all my website URL until the cows come home. But I can't really make you take a look at it. That's okay. I'm in the business of helping others. I love to create awareness. So why not tell you a little bit about what I do today? I'm also a published author and my book A Life Like Mine is into its second edition and I am working on my new book which is a book for men primarily but I'm sure many women will purchase my book to read and pass on to their significant others. Men need help and I'm here to help all the men out there. Oh dear, I can see the look on the men's faces. Moving on swiftly to another subject, as most of you know, I like to do my podcast. I wanted to fill you all in on the progress of my cat Amber, who was very sick a few weeks ago. She was diagnosed as having a rare disease of the uterus, which happens more in dogs than cats. We caught the disease early, she was spayed at the grand old age of nine, and is now back to normal, thank goodness. What you don't know, and what I can't believe myself, is a few days after we brought Amber home, one of our boy cats got sick. We have three boys, Chip, Blue and Misty, and they all belong to our children, but Misty did not want to go and live with my eldest son when he moved out, hence he stayed with us. The three boys will be 16 years old in October, and I think in human years that's about 80-something or even older, so they are actually senior citizens. I think because someone, whether it is a cat or a person, tends to look well and happy, we believe that they are. And unless there are any signs, how would you know otherwise? An animal, for instance, can't talk. 
and then they can't let us know they're in pain, whereas a person can, but sometimes chooses not to. Anyways, the first sign I had that Misty was not well was the fact he lost his voice, his meow, and also he appeared to have problems swallowing, so we thought it might be a sore throat. We took him to the vet, and he was not sure what was going on, so we took Misty home to monitor him, and he appeared to be back to normal. A few days later, we knew we had to take him to the emergency vet because he was very cold and we guessed dehydrated. My daughter and son took Misty to the vet and he had to stay there overnight as he was on a drip to hydrate him and the vet wanted to monitor him. The next morning my son picked Misty up at 7 in the morning with instructions to get him to our vet by 8 o'clock the same morning. Misty was admitted to stay at the vet and undergo blood tests. Thankfully nothing was found but Misty would not eat or drink and still had no voice and was throwing up every time the vet tried to feed him. The decision was made to do an ultrasound after an x-ray showed nothing. It was suspected that he either had cancer or an ulcer. They started treatment for an ulcer but he kept throwing up and at the same time the decision was made to put a tube down Misty's throat to do further investigations and at the same time they took a biopsy. He seemed very quiet and not well at all and to see him in the cage with almost no will to live broke our hearts. Our vet suspected cancer and we had to prepare for the worst. The results came back and Misty had irritable bowel disease which was serious but not cancer. We were eventually able to bring him home with medication and had to feed him by hand every hour on the hour. We all took turns to stay up all night to do that and boy are we shattered. Unfortunately he kept being sick so we had to go back to the emergency clinic four times to have anti-nausea injections and after a return to our vet yesterday the prognosis is good but it will take time. Animals become part of the family and we have done everything possible to ensure he recovers. After many tears and sleepless nights we think we may be getting there. Again it is about awareness and in the case of sickness catching the disease early. This applies to people, also not just cats. As you can imagine, I'm tired. We all are, but life goes on. Being the sole proprietor of motivational steps means I make the decisions. Sometimes I confer with my life and business partner, my long-suffering husband Dave, but in the end it's up to me. I could have stayed in bed and slept forever, but if I did that, who would do my web seminars, write my new book and prepare the keynotes and workshops I have booked for the fall? I soon bounce back and I think that's because I love what I do. I'm passionate about everything in life and I know only I can find the motivation to do it. The long-term benefits are wonderful, but on a daily basis nothing makes me happier than when I am working with clients or speaking up there at the podium. I then look forward to having a quiet evening with my family or like this weekend a trip to Toronto Zoo. The simple things in life are the best. I truly believe that. I also believe in the power of connecting, networking in every sense of the word. Today there are so many avenues out there to explore and I am confident they all work 
if you work at them. You can find me on LinkedIn, Plaxo, Facebook and Ning, Twitter and Gather and many other networking places. It sounds a bit like a rhyme when I say it fast like that. Most of my clients are gained through referrals these days and speaker bureaus, but that was not how it was in the beginning. The dreaded cold calling comes to mind. I hated it. I know some people love it, but I never did. I soon discovered my British accent opened many doors and on the telephone it meant people wanted to listen to my voice. I managed to get through the cold calling period and it paid off in the end. My admin assistant, Melissa Stevens, now takes care of that duty and she does a brilliant job. For those of you listening who are growing their businesses or even just starting out, believe me, it is hard work but well worth it. When motivation is lacking, just remember why you started doing what you do and what you are and what you see are the long-term benefits. If that does not motivate you, look at your goals and business plans and make some changes. If that doesn't work, maybe you're in the wrong business. I find that today so many organisations have employees all over the world and that makes meeting face-to-face difficult, if not impossible. Meetings are usually either video conferencing or conference calls over the phone and this can make connecting with people and finding out about them difficult. Many organisations arrange conferences where people all congregate and either team building events or networking events are organised to connect with one another. The many social networking sites available do quite a good job of keeping everyone in touch as well as building relationships. Most of you probably know that the other half of the Ockwell Jenner Hall of Fame is my Dave. I mention him above as long-suffering, but I'm sure he's really happy with the life we have and living with me. Dave is a computer. Oh, no. What I meant to say is Dave lives, breathes and would eat computers if he could. He always has from about the age of five. He's one of those guys that works out security stuff for the internet and for products and software. And believe me, he's very talented and very good at what he does. We often chat about security issues and I believe security is instinctive in some people. Whether you're leaving your front door open to intruders in your home or office or whether you are not patching your Windows applications or closing ports, wherever the right word is. It just takes a moment to think of the long-term benefits and whether or not you want to be secure from the beginning or only when something bad happens. Believe me, a lot of the bigger companies prefer to wait until something has happened and then look into hiring a security consultant. But think about that a moment. Imagine we are talking about securing your health and wait until you get a terrible disease and you end up dying. Maybe this could have been prevented and therefore practicing prevention is the way to go in security and in every aspect of your life. Why do people make such things as health and wellness and security issues complicated? It's really so easy. Even children do a better job than adults sometimes. As you are all aware, I believe there are a few things we should do in life to cover every aspect of our lives. We should practice awareness, prevention and early detection. 
Now make a list of all the things pertaining to work and personal life where those three things can be applied. Everything is the answer. If you find a different answer, please let me know. But as they say, it's not rocket science. As you can probably tell, with every podcast I seem to get more excited when I'm talking to you and the reason for this is because now my podcast subscribers email me to let me know how they're enjoying listening to me. My subscribers list is really long and that makes me feel happy. Why? Not because I want to be rich and famous, but because I know people are listening to me. And one of the reasons I got into business in the first place was to talk to people, help people, educate people. And if I can do that by offering podcasts once a month, twice a month, every day of the week, I'll continue to do it. One of the things that's frustrating me, particularly at the moment, from a personal perspective in my life is the fact that my son, my eldest son, is still waiting for a serious operation three years after he injured his foot. This kind of injury is rare, so my son was told that he would have to wait on the list for an orthopaedic surgeon in Toronto. The year is nearly up and my son is still not deemed urgent enough. He carries on the best he can. The pain is now so chronic they've given him morphine as a last resort. And thinking about it, and I guess the reason here is there are just not enough orthopaedic surgeons out there and quite fairly the doctor has to deem who is serious, who is not. It's very sad that these days more people are not going to practice medicine whatever kind of medicine it may be, whether it's a a family doctor practice, an orthopaedic surgeon, a cancer specialist. I have no idea why people are not practicing medicine. Or maybe they are. Maybe they're going to other countries. Maybe other countries have better conditions than Canada. Maybe other countries pay better. I really don't know. But when I look at my son in agony, he's not able to drive anymore. He's not able to enjoy the sports that he used to enjoy. He's not even able to come and walk around the zoo with us. The only joy in life I guess he has is watching the TV and playing computer games. That's very sad for a guy who used to be very athletic and liked to get out there and go to the gym. Again, I'm not blaming anyone, but if there are people out there who are thinking, whoa, I'm at high school or I'm at college and I don't know which way I want my career to go, and you think you might want to practice medicine, maybe think about looking at the orthopaedic sector, because I know we are very short of those kinds of doctors. The other thing we're short of, I found, from my speakers bureau, where I volunteer my time within the schools and the universities are the tradespeople and I like to keep mentioning this every time I do a podcast or write a newsletter. I guess a few years ago I could honestly say that most of the students did want to go into IT and that was the problem but evidently the students now don't want to go into IT so why don't they want to go into the trades? Maybe it's not glamorous enough whether it's painting, uh, building roads, 
construction, building houses, woodworking, laying carpets, all of the trades are becoming really short of people and the people who are working in the trades now are all set to retire. I even tried to get a volunteer from a local business to come along to the um, the schools and the universities to talk about the trade that that person did and how important it is that we get students interested and maybe they'd like to come and find out more about the trade. But unfortunately, because this guy owns the business and he hasn't got enough people himself to do the work, he can't have any time off work to come along and spread the word. So people like me help him do that. Now, I think if you've listened to my podcast for a long time, you're going to see some kind of link here. Again, I'm trying to help people by education and making people aware. So, as I mentioned earlier, in every area of our life, we have to practice awareness. We have to be aware of what's going on around us, whether it's what job opportunities are out there, how well our business is doing, whether our family life is going well. It's all about awareness. Prevention. Prevention is also another vital part, as you know, of my life and something I like to tell people, whether you are trying to prevent catching the flu, trying to prevent being late for your aeroplane. And again, communication comes into all of this. If you communicate well and people know that, they will communicate well back to you. Early detection. Early detection. Maybe phone the airport ahead of time to see if your plane has been delayed. Early detection. If there's something wrong and you have a pain and the pain doesn't go away, maybe mention it to your doctor. If you're a computer geek and you aren't finding out about all the viruses and all the bad things that are going on out there in the security world, maybe sign up for some security letters or go to the conferences. So I think I've been very wise in my choice of how I want to help people because how I'm helping people is to do with every aspect of all our lives awareness, prevention, early detection. So think about that. Think about that for a minute and say to yourself, how can you help people? How can you make more people aware? How can you communicate better? I think I'm in a very, very uh, good position here. I feel quite honoured to be able to offer podcasts and newsletters and CDs and write a book and stand up there on the podium. But there's one thing that everybody has to remember. If I wasn't good at what I did, if I wasn't a good communicator, if what I said didn't make sense, I obviously wouldn't be doing this. So again, for those of you out there who are looking for avenues or way to diversify in your business, always pick something that you enjoy and that you know about and that you can keep on learning new things about. And never pretend to be the expert because... I could carry on doing what I'm doing now till the end of my days and I'll never be an expert. I'm always finding out new things about health and wellness, security, networking, all the avenues I like to work on, building a business. So choose something you enjoy. Choose something you know you're good at but you can keep working at and I think you'll do well. 
So I think this has been another interesting podcast. I've diversified and I've been all over the place, as I like to say. I've jumped from one subject to another. And that way, if you're listening to my podcast because you like to be motivated, there's a bit of motivation in there. If you're interested in well health and wellness, there's some health and wellness in there. There's a bit about security. Um, I love to offer a jam-packed uh, motivational moments podcast. Sometimes I just concentrate on one subject if it's very important that I get the message out there. Uh, if you've got any ideas what you'd like me to talk about in one of my podcasts or you'd like to be interviewed, please email me, linda at motivationalsteps.com. I do get lonely when people don't email me. I love to receive the emails. Keep in touch with me. Check out my website, www.motivationalsteps.com and you'll find a lot more about me on there. And link with me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. Facebook, Plaxo, see where you can find me, see how many places you can link with me. And I promise you, if I can help you, I'll help you. So if there's anything you are going to take away from my podcast today, it is that three important areas are part of everyone's lives and can help us bring us down, do lots and lots of different things for us, awareness, prevention, early detection. So I'm going to say goodbye now and I'll be back later in the month. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week.